Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is John Seymourly, serial entrepreneur here, coming at you tonight, December 13th. Uh, today, in case you're wondering, the day is Monday. And uh, for those of you that are new, uh, welcome. What we're doing is we are taking a gift every day that I'm pretty much wrapping and giving myself. And the reason for that is I'm opening it and I'm explaining some tool or inspiration that you can use to improve the quality of your life and others. And for those of you that are coming back, welcome back. It's great to see you. So um, if you can see this gift that I have on the screen with the with the words on here, I'm not sure if you can read it, ho, ho, ho. If you can see that, give me a like, a support, a love, whatever platform you're on. Really grateful for that. And um, why don't you comment below what's in this? I'll shake it off the camera here. Here is the package. It has a little weight to it. All right. So comment below. What do you think is in this package? Ready? Three, two, one. I'm ready to open it. Christmas is coming every day for me. Remember, we're opening presents every single day from December 1st, December 25th. Why are we doing this? Well, I'm writing a book next year. And it's going to be the 25 gifts of inspiration to change your life and those around you. All right. All right. Well, you can't see the back. I've opened it to myself. Let me flip it over to you so you can see it. Hey, what is it? It's a combination lock. Hmm. A combination lock. Why did I gift myself a combination lock on day 13? That's an excellent question. And the reason is life is full of combinations. Full of combinations. The difference between successful people and those that are not are the successful people have realized the combination to keep achieving success. Remember I told you success is not a one-time thing. It's continuous, perpetual, but you have to keep the combination going for you to keep earning and being successful. Now, when we think about goals in life, do you know what the combination is to achieve your goal? Do you know that you first have to conceive it and believe it in the mind? Do you know that in order to do that, you probably have to write down on a piece of paper, such as it is now certain that I am financially abundant. Write it down in the morning, run it down at night. Do you know that? Also, do you know that it's very important to believe the goal as having already happened and feel it? Get a glass of water here, guys. Feel it. So combinations in life. There are combinations to build rapport with people. There are combinations for being successful. There are combinations for being a great leader, right? Now... This combination lock just is a, is a very basic one, but the concept is obviously illustrated. Now, sometimes our combination is just a few dials, but sometimes it could be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or more. And so when we know what the combination is, it's kind of like a recipe. We have to do it, though, in a certain order and in a certain way, right? Now, with a combination lock, it doesn't matter which one I set. And then it opens. The other kind of combination lock, which you probably see when you turn, you can't skip 
right? You have to do the right order and turn the wheel the appropriate way. With this, I could just dial in what the combination is on the side and it opens. It doesn't matter which one I put in first. But I want you to understand combinations of life. Okay, that's really what tonight is about. What are, if we had to ask, well, let's ask um, Miriam Webster because I want you guys to understand what is a combination? Okay, let, let, let's, uh, let, let's, let's take a look at that first, all right? So I can shed some light on that for you. So a combination It's a noun, by the way, and according to Merriam-Webster, a result or product of combining. Okay, that's a combination, like if we combine two things. Two or more persons working as a team is a combination? Yes. I'm more concerned about this definition. An ordered sequence, such as a sequence of letters or numbers cho chosen in setting a lock. A rapid sequence of punches in boxing or any subset of a set considered without regard to order without the subset. Any of various one-piece undergarments for the upper and lower parts of the body, usually used in plural. An instrument designed to perform two or more tasks, the act or process of combining, and the quality or state of being combined. All right. So I'm talking today about the one that you guessed, which is uh, number two, an ordered sequence. Now, I'm not talking about letters and numbers. I'm talking about when you do something in your life. Do you know what that combination is? Maybe you play chess, right? And maybe you're really good at chess. But maybe there's a friend of yours that wants to be good at chess. But they don't know the combination. You didn't either. You just kind of fell into it. And that happens, right? You can just fall into something. But other people could spend days, months, years, eternity to figure out what chess piece did you move first? And how did you get me into check? And how did you get me into checkmate? I, I didn't even see that coming. If you realize that life is about combinations, okay, and that you can repeat sequences to get a certain result. All right, let's talk about one. You know, um, I do hypnosis and I do goal setting all the time. If we do the three, three, one method, the two, 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 and the one, 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 you know, taking the deep breaths, as I had told you, basically inhaling for the count of three, holding for the count of three, and exhaling for the count of three, then inhale uh, for, the, uh, for the count of three, but picking the number two, three times, okay, holding it for three, and then exhaling for three, but picture number two, then doing it for the number one, et cetera. You're going to bring your body into a certain state. You're going to relax it and cause your mental faculties to basically go by the wayside. But why are combinations so cryptic? Hmm. I think because a combination is like a specific process, very similar to the way a specific key opens a lock. We already talked about locks here. If you have a specific key, only that key can open that lock. Now, if that key is a master key and you have a whole bunch of doors in a building, well, then it has the sequence to open that door and every other door in that building. 
because there's certain notches. Now, in a key, it basically has to be in a certain order, certain depth, so that it can hit the tumblers in the right order. But do you ever get frustrated with combinations? Maybe um, you played the game combination before. And um, they tell you you have to pick four numbers and you get like two chances. And if you, 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 you think you pay like $20, $25. And if, and if you're correct, you get like $200 or something. And there's companies that do insurance uh, policies for that. But what is a combination in terms of success? Well, we've talked about mentoring other people, right? And, and we learn from other people. So when they do something right, a certain period of times, and we know it gives them a certain result, then there's a very good shot that if we follow those same dynamics, the same timing, the same tactics, we're probably going to be successful. That's why franchises are so successful. They have a very unique, they don't call it a combination, but it is a combination. Target market, their marketing, and how they operate the business. And in turn, they get uh, some money back, and quite a bit actually, because they believe that the success of their business is what they've developed. And they're just allowing somebody to operate as an operator. Right? Franchisees, franchisors. And the franchisee basically has to sign non-disclosures. They have to agree to certain things. And things that might have taken them years. For example, let's take Dairy Queen. Okay. Now, when you become part of the franchise, you buy into it. They tell you how the store is supposed to be set up. Um, they tell you about the products and um they explain to you how to make them and the recipes and all that stuff. Then sometimes they will include you in their national or their local advertising campaign. So if let's say you're in New Jersey and they're advertising, well, when they're on TV, you're in that area, then people are going to obviously come to you. But there is a disadvantage of a franchise. And that is that, you kind of are limited to the amount of money you can make because they've given you the recipe on how to make the money. But there's a limit because there's only so many people you can get into your business in a 24-hour period. They know this. This is why they take a pretty high percentage. And if I remember correctly, I, I think there's somewhere around 7 to 12% roughly of your sales. So you can either open up a business. Let's say you're going to open up something like a Dairy Queen and you could figure out how to make your own types of smoothies and stuff like that and frozen uh, ice cream desserts. And um, when you figure that out, you're going to realize that it doesn't happen overnight. So if you had, let's say, a lot of experience or you had a family member or a relative that was in the ice cream business for years and they weren't a franchise, they could help you and you probably could go into partnership with them and uh, 
become very lucrative. The reason people run to franchises is because of the big name. Um, Dunkin' Donuts is a franchise. Uh, Subway, um, Jersey Mike's, a lot of different franchises, right? So when we think about a franchise, they've, in essence, given you the combination, which they call the magic bullet, that can make you infinite amounts of money. But it really isn't infinite. Because if you look at the time and the amount of people that you can put through your store, there's going to be a cap out point. So what do they want you to do? Invest in another franchise. Great. So now you have to pay money from this franchise store and another franchise store. You have to buy all your products from them. Quite a bit of them. So you have to pay them a percentage and you have to buy their products. That doesn't seem very fair. Well, I didn't tell you that franchises were fair. I just told you there are a way that an investor can open up a business and make some money. Now, they have franchisees for that. They have franchisees for waxing salons. Um, there's a lot of different franchise uh, opportunities. Okay. Does anybody know what the top franchise is? The top business franchise open. What do you think it is? Well, um, the top uh, franchisees uh, to open uh, were things like a commercial capital, okay? Um, printing uh, was a top franchise. Now, I have to tell you something. I made a decision a long time ago when I opened my first print production center and graphic center that I wasn't going to franchise because... I realized I would lose too much. Now, I realized also that I wasn't going to make it immediately day one. But I knew that I would have a lot more flexibility and I wouldn't be kowtowed into everything that they would want me to do. Um, Choice Hotel Hotels is another one. Um, there are postal annexes you can open up. Uh, American Family Care, uh, a vitamin shop, an ice cream store, uh, a Dick's Barbecue Pit. Um, th there's even one called, uh, uh, men in kilts. Um, and you probably wonder what the heck that is. Well, uh, it's been trending for a little while. It's men in kilts, uh, is the exterior cleaning franchise offering premium home services with a fun twist. So with an attention grabbing brand, repeat revenue model and unmatched franchise support entrepreneurs like this option. Um, you can open up a franchise to sell solar panels, open up a franchise to do like a Kumon math and reading center. Those are franchises. Um, passive CBD vending is another franchise, but you only need 25 grand for that. Um, you can uh, open up a mattress by appointment franchise, uh, $15,000 down. Uh, you can open up uh, a roofing franchise, a, a gym guys franchise, uh, a, a certain type of uh, pizzeria restaurant, right? We know some of them in our area, like uh, there's Domino's, uh, uh, there's Little Caesars, there's Anthony Franco's, uh, Chem Dry Carpet Cleaning, 50000 to open up a franchise with them, Smash My Trash, um, it's a, a smash my trash franchise. You 
provide your customer with uh, benefits so you can save them money, time, and cut their, their emissions. Uh, you can open up a plumber and air franchise. Okay. Uh, you can open up a concrete franchise, uh, a painter franchise, um, a furnishing franchise. Uh, you can open up a uh, hound franchise for happiest dogs. Uh, you can open up a uh, ghost kitchen franchise. Um, mosquito franchise. There, there's so many different ones out there. And uh, you can open up a, a fire fitness camp. Um and they're and they're actually uh, they they help you supposedly lose weight. So a lot of these places they thrive on a brand that's already been built. That's how it works. And so they've already done the heavy lifting. All they're looking for you to do is fork some cash over or finance it. And then they're hoping that they're going to make money off you. Now let me tell you a story about someone I know that bought a franchise. Not well, just an acquaintance. Um, it was a lady. She bought a franchise in town and, you know, opened it up from, from day one. But I don't think she understood the business perspective of it. And I think a lot of times when people buy a franchise, if you've never had a business before, they don't realize all the extra um, overhead that you have to go through. They didn't provide really any training other than the business, but they didn't teach you how to get staff. And if you've never done anything with business, that they train you on their brand, but they don't train you how to be a business. See, that's different. And so she started and, you know, she had some clients. And then uh, about a year in, she decided that it wasn't working. She decided to close her doors. She sold the uh, franchise to uh, another gentleman, a, a nice gentleman who actually was coming probably over 45 minutes. And he was gung-ho about making it work and doing everything he could. Nice guy. And he was growing the business. He was actually getting people to join. And then um, one weekend came, and I remember somebody from the town actually calling me, uh, being president of the chamber, and saying to me, John, what happened to, I'll call him Jim, that's not his name. What happened to Jim? And I said, I don't know, what do you mean what happened? Well, he was supposed to do, he was supposed to provide us, uh, um, you know, training uh, for this, this town health fair we're doing, and uh, we can't reach him. That's strange, I'll call a cell phone. So I called him, and... Uh, he said, John, he says, yeah, he says, uh, we're shutting down Friday. I said, what do you mean you're shutting down Friday? He said, yeah, we're, we're, we're throwing, we're tossing the towel in. So because I knew this person was really putting an effort for it to, you know, really work this business and had worked harder than anyone else, and he had grown the business, I called their corporate, uh, it was, um, it was um, a, a gym type um fitness center. I'm not going to give you the brand. And uh, I called the head person there and uh, they, they, I got a voicemail. They called me back and I said, look, I said, this guy was really good. He was working. He just needs a few more months. 
they call me back and they said, John, you know, we appreciate your, your vote of confidence and that, you know, you believe in him and all that. Uh, but to be honest with you, uh, we were playing to shut that place down, you know, even before he bought it. I said, well, that was kind of wrong. You, you let him put money into it. Well, we were hoping that if, you know, he could get his numbers up. I said, what were we expecting? He was getting 10 or 50 people. Well, we were expecting about 30 to 40 people a month. I said, that's unreasonable. The business before was sinking. I know. And, and you know, he wanted to open it. You, you should have never let him put the money down. I know. We, we were, like I said, we were ready. So that went nowhere. And I talked to him and he felt really bad because he had given up a lot to do that. So what I want to share with you is that if you're going into a franchise, make sure you know what you're doing. Do the research and not just what the product is. If you're doing like Andy's uh, um, pretzels or you're doing a cookie factory or whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. Just because you know how to make that product doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Now, what do I mean? that? Well, if you're in New Jersey or any other state, you have to file taxes. Um, payroll, you have to have payroll. Um, you need to keep your books, right? But if you're not used to running a business and you work for someone, you're not going to learn all that overnight. So you're either going to need a mentor to work with you or you're going to be hit with so many fines because, you know, the government isn't going to be kind to you and say, hey, well, we're sorry you don't know about it. Uh, we'll give you a year to catch up. No. Now, a franchisor, I feel, should tell the business what they need to have and not only train them on the business of how to make Annie's pretzels or how to make the cookies or whatever it is or the, or the sports center, but train them on how to run the business aspect of it. So they train you on how to do what the business is, okay? Like if you're doing fitness, you're they train you on what the concept is, but then you have to do your own reading, your own studying, you have to hire your own instructors, okay? And they'll support you to a certain extent, but they don't train you on the financial management. They don't train you on how you need to manage and budget your money. They don't train you on that. And I just feel that before anyone forks that kind of money over, they should have like, um, I don't know, maybe a 30-day program. And let's say to get started in that program um, is something like, um, I don't know, $500. To show you're serious. And let's say in the first day or two it doesn't work out, they'll refund your $500. But let's say if you're there a week, then maybe they only refund you half and maybe it's a two-week or whatever it is. I feel that these companies are so quick to take your money but they don't care if you're successful because they have another person ready to take your seat. That's sad. And so why I bring this up tonight, the combination. If you understand that there are combinations for everything, there's combinations to make money, there's combinations for relationships, uh, there's combinations for, I don't know if you know this, but there's combinations for even buying a car. And later on, I'll get into that another time, but this whole series is dedicated to some key points and topics that I'm going to go into in more detail in my book next year, because the 25 gifts of inspiration that will change your life and others, if you choose to apply them regularly, can make a difference. You see, you all have the ability to do these things that I'm sharing with you.
but you're not focusing on that. When you make the choice and become conscious and aware to focus on things, what do we say? Energy flows where attention goes. So you can see how this can be very instrumental in your life. So what can I say to sum up? Well, the first thing is, if you're trying to do something, figure out if it's been done before. I'm not saying to copy someone else, but how did they do it? Was it a mailing or uh, it was a phone campaign or how did they get business or was it social media? What did your competitor do in another state? You don't want to look at somebody local, but look at, you know, what did somebody else do in a similar type market, right? And what were their investments? What did they do? And usually somebody in another market would be willing to talk to you because they're not your competitor if they're across the United States. Talking to somebody one or two states away would probably be a competitor, depending on how um, much of a range they serviced. So making a choice to not only understand a combination, which you can get by learning from other people that were successful, and then choosing to make that part of your process. That combination is part of your process. That's why companies have non-disclosure agreements because they don't want their employees to go somewhere else once they've learned the process. You've heard people say before, oh, we have our niche. Right, have the niche. But there's a way that they got into that niche. And that's what they don't want anybody to share. You see, most people come into a company like, oh, what are they going to teach me? You know, they're doing widgets and everybody does widgets. Yes, they're doing widgets. But what you don't realize is that this company that's making widgets is selling to the National Football League. Because the widgets they're making are going into every training piece of equipment that they use or every stand in every stadium. So does that make sense to you? And when you could think about combinations, be aware of combinations. Maybe you had a situation, maybe it was an argument with somebody. Be aware of what tripped that argument. I bet you there's a combination in that person's head that actually caused that argument to happen. Even something that you weren't aware of. Maybe you didn't do anything that was out of line, but because you tripped a certain combination, you caused their defense belt to go up. I hope that makes sense to you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an extreme privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you once again tonight. Again, uh, December uh, 13th, which is Monday night, first day of the week. And um, I hope that you'll choose to be more aware of combinations and learn other people's combinations. Then choose to apply them in your life and make tweaks to them so that you can take what they did. Again, don't copy it. But then see how that could possibly be part of a process that could become something that could help you grow your business. And if you're doing it for personal reasons, like for a relationship, why do you always strike out with uh, the ladies or the gentlemen? Why do you strike out? Maybe it's your combination. It's your process. Uh, do you just right away uh, come up with these uh, one-liners that might have been fun in uh, – high school or college, but now they could be downright insulting and actually show them that you're disrespecting them. And thus, that starts the precipice of that person's a jerk. 
And then you do something else like, oh, so you're going to give me your number? Or, you know, you say something like, uh, you, you say something re real, really, uh, really stupid, like, um, so um, did that hurt? And the girl guy looks at you and says, uh, did what hurt? When you fell from heaven, I mean, you're just an angel. And, okay, it seems a little funny, but it's disrespectful. And so if you're doing these kinds of things or if you're networking with people, and let's just say, for example, you have a bunch of cards and you're throwing them at people. If you're not making the intention to get to know someone, chances are your combination is not working and you're failing miserably. So take the hint. If what you're doing is not bringing you results, realize what Einstein said. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. So if you're on a date and you're asking that person, did it hurt when they fell from heaven? That's a cop out, okay? Or if you're at a networking event and you're shoving cards in people's faces when they're not even talking to you, you're missing the boat. Find your combinations in life, adapt to them, and make them work for your process. Once you do, they'll be your best friends and everyone else in your life that you bring into your business can start to learn those processes and make that part of your niche. If you're trying to become popular or trying to date, realize that if what you're doing isn't working, change it up. Do something else. Because again, doing the same thing over and over again and expect the same results, it's insanity. It's insanity. I have had a great evening with you tonight. I hope you'll come back tomorrow. Remember at uh, to go to youtube.com, type in my name, John Space, E Space, M-O-R-L-E-Y, Serial Entrepreneur. Look for the key phrase, help keep our content free. Below that, click on the PayPal link and make that choice to buy my team and I a cup of coffee. We'll be so grateful. We'll mess that to do uh, technology, equipment, facilities, and even staff. As you know, we're getting ready and gearing up to release my book next year, The 25 Gifts of Inspiration That Will Change Your Life and Others. I hope you will choose to get a copy when we release it. Have yourself a wonderful evening. I'll be back tomorrow, December 14th, with another gift of inspiration to improve the quality of your life. Have a great night, everyone.